Hey friends, this is Sharon McFadden with the Made New Ministry Podcast. You have tuned in to part two of my conversation with Ernest Black. Thank you. But the good news is, is that through it all, God won the war. The battle is over and we are victorious. (laughs) And that's what you can take. I love that. And so people say, well, you got a traumatic testimony. You know what? If you fell in love with Jesus, your testimony is just as dramatic as mine. Think about that. That's true. Because it's all about a change of mind. Right. Renewing of our mind. Transformation. Be you not conformed to the world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is your what? Reasonable service. That's right. That's right. So be what? Uh, so, 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 so it's my mind now is different. I tell people all the time, I am one choice away from being incarcerated again. What keeps me from being incarcerated? It surely isn't me. Right. It is the love that is in me and the direction that I'm going that keeps me from going back where I've been. The Bible says, don't look left, don't look right, don't look behind, but press on towards a higher mark. That's right. Keeping our eyes fixed. Jesus. And what I've learned is, is that now what God had did, all the tragedies and all the, the, the things that I went through in my life, he prepared me for the ministry that I do now to where now when I look at people, instead of being judgmental or instead of uh, even if I didn't like what they do or didn't like certain circumstances, situations about them, it didn't matter because uh-huh. I was there. Right. Right. And look at me today. When I look in the mirror today, I like this guy. I can tell you in all honesty, for 40 something years, I look in that mirror. I did not like this guy. I thought I did, but I didn't. But you didn't. But I like this guy now. Yeah. yeah. You you liked what you were seeing on the outside, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, because, you, you know, you liked what you were seeing on the outside, but what was on the inside? I knew. Was dying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why the Bible says that, you know, God, I tell people all this, this all the time. It's a personal thing. It's a personal relationship. You can't prove to nobody that you're saved by what you do, but I can guarantee you if you are saved, the evidence will be yes, yes. there for the people to see. Yes, they'll be there to see. It'll be in our actions. Because it'll it be won't be you they see. No, it'll be Christ through us. Precisely. It'll be Christ through us. And we, we sit here, we've all had different things in our life that, uh, that are sin, that we've made bad choices about. But I love that you bring in that God never gave up on you. He did. He never gave up on you. He chased after you, and he had a plan and a purpose for you. And now today, you are sharing that message with so many young men and women. <laughs> Just to be funny, but you know, <laughs> even now sometimes... I don't give up sometimes and say, Lord, I'm just giving them to you because I can't help them no more. <laughs> so, so I imagine what he said about me. Right. And so it, but, but, and that's, and, and I think, I think, I think what we miss a lot of times, and I think if it's anything that, uh, I, you know, like I told you earlier, you know, somebody uh, asked me to say, are you going to pray about whether you're going to do that podcast? And I remember telling them, you know, I, I, when I first saw the message, I thought about praying. And then the Lord said, why are you going to pray about me? You're right. The sharing, whatever method we can to share the word of God with people and testimony about Jesus in our life. 
uh, you know, what he's done. Uh, I recently, my grandmother passed away in 2020 and uh, at her funeral, they talked about the, you know, our birth date and our death date. But what's important is that that space in between. It is. What do we do with that that space in between with our life in, in that time? And that's what's important. That's what we need to share while we're here, still here on this earth. That's right. Is yes, I grew up this way. I went down a wrong way. I went down a wrong road before Christ. Now I have Christ, and this is what He's done in my life. Yeah. I think what happened, you know, for me, that one time, I remember when I got. I told you about the incident in Jacksonville, Florida. And so when I was met you guys in 96, I was doing the prison ministry then, even then, before I, you know, yeah. went back. And and I remember telling those guys then. And I think this is where I had missed it. Because you see, I had had, even though, you know, I, I took the word literally. And I thought I was a good guy. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I don't steal no more. I don't sell dope no more. I don't rob people no more. Well, you know, that's what I went to prison for. Right. So I don't do that no more. That's good. I ain't going to prison, right? right. One would think. You would think. <laughs> I didn't realize that us human beings also have emotions. Yeah. And when you think about the story of Cain and Abel, uh -huh. in the beginning, you know, Cain's uh, uh, reward was not uh, respected by God, the word says. Right. And then it says that, uh, uh, but his brother Abel was. Well, what we miss on that, I think, is, is that, see, we see the beginning and we see the end, but we forget that there was a growth period between there. These guys were already adults. Right. when they were in that garden and 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 raising that flock. Right, right. They'd already heard the story about Eve being deceived in the garden. Because right. we as human beings, even without Christianity, share stories about what we seen and what we heard and what we went through. Okay. So you can believe that those kids had already grew up with an understanding that, you know, our parents had disobeyed God, made a bad choice and a decision. So here's the right way that we're supposed to do. So he had knowledge, I can guarantee you, oh, yes. of the fact that his working from the hands was a punishment as opposed to a blessing. So you can't bring trash to God. You understand? Right, right. So it was rejected, but God spoke to him and said, why is your countenance falling? Well, see, that countenance is like an ego. Okay. What he meant was, is why do you feel rejected? Right. And so many of us feel rejected. Wow. And you see, instead of him, he told him the warning. Think about it. The next verse he said, sin, it's in chapter four, the ver next third or fourth verse, he says, sin is sitting at your door oh, wow. and its desire is to rule over you. Right. And your job is not to allow it to happen. Wow. And so the next day, the Bible says he had a conversation with his brother. I wonder what that went like. It wasn't <laughs> an argument neither. It, it was, was a conversation. conversation. And then the next morning, he killed him. Wow. So you see, a lot of times we abuse people out of disappointment. We reject people out of disappointment. It causes us to do a whole lot of sinful things out of just disappointment of the emotion. Okay. We're not taught to gain control over our emotions. Right, right. God said that's what we're supposed to be, thinkers. Okay. And so I realized that in all of that, that 
having the knowledge and understanding of the word of God uh -huh. will give you all the protection you need from the enemy of this world. Right. Because because how do you start thinking that if you've had the word in front of you and you've been studying, you've been reading, you got it in your head, in your mind, in your heart, then when sin is lurking at our door, ready to tempt us or cause us to fall, then hopefully the word of God comes back to us. Because we're human, it, I'll say this again, salvation won't keep you from sinning. It's about choices and decisions. How are you going to make a choice and a decision about something you don't have knowledge of? Many of us it profess is. to believe in Christ, but don't a lot of us right now pick up his word and read it. Right. We, we depend we on somebody else to give it to us. And I think that's the testimony that God was giving me was that I fell back into corruption thinking. Uh-huh. Back to that Cain thinking, uh -huh. because when I shot the guy, it was about an adulterous situation. So I felt rejected. OK, right, right. Didn't realize I had been accepted and pursued by almighty God. And that's the only one I need to be worried about. Yes. Everything but. else is going to be added unto you. That's what Jesus you said. Seek, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and the rest will be added unto you. Amen. See? That's right. So I understand the word now. Right. It's inside. But then you did. You were just trying to be a good person again. So, you were trying to be a good person. Trying to walk the straight line. <laughs> Knowing all the time I'm, I'm crooked, see. Right. But with, with, with Christ in my life guiding and being my focal point now, Amen. even though David said I may stumble, I don't have to worry about falling. Amen. And so God taught me his word. And so now we're able to, uh, and, and I tell people all day long, you know what I mean? They say, aren't you glad that you don't have to go back to prison again? I said, you know what? I don't even think about it no more. Right. You don't even think about that. Yeah. I said, because wherever God want me, guess what? You going. And guess where I'm going this weekend? Where are you going this weekend? Back to prison. <laughs> <laughs> that was a setup. <laughs> back to prison. You're going back to prison, back to prison. but you're going this time <laughs> to minister. Amen. And to share Amen. this with young men um, that are sitting in the same, the same jumpsuit, the same yeah. shoes, the same, some of the same situation that you have lived and survived through Christ. And you know, um, I went in that, I went in that prison, Sharon, Saturday for the first time in two years because of the pandemic. They just allowed us to go back in. Right. And those guys were so hungry. There was probably 50, 60 guys out there. Oh, my goodness. And you hardly ever get that at a prison, usually. Get that many? Yeah, especially when it's just one old guy. Now, you get a whole group or something. Now, you know, the band and everybody playing. You uh -huh. got to get the whole camp. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wouldn't that be incredible? Wouldn't <laughs> yeah. that be awesome? But, you know, you get one old, one old guy. Oh, well, he ain't going to be too entertaining, you know. And but and it, So it spoke to a lot of the hunger that was in these guys. And I remember when I was ministering, uh, the Lord was talking to me and I and I and I said, what am I going to tell them? You right. know, what am I going to tell them that's going to spark an interest in you, Lord, mm -hmm. when so much of the world has dominated oh, and gosh. tore them up? Yes, absolutely. And he said, just tell them what I did for you. Oh, I love that. Amen. Because that's all we, that's what we, that's what God calls us to do, right? Some people, so many people feel like they can't share the word of God with people because they're not 
trained. They're not educated. They don't know the word of God enough. But it really comes down to tell them what I did for you. And he has done a lot for all of us. Yes. Isn't that what he did? To, that's what he told Legion mm -hmm. as well. After right. after he healed him, he got the demons out of him. Yeah. He told him, Legion was not there robbing here. nobody. No. Legion was not there stealing. No, he Legion was, was killing himself. himself. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was cutting himself and he was running around naked. Yeah. He was running around screaming and hollering. But then Jesus said, now you stay here and tell everybody what I've done for you. And he did it. He went out and did it. Exactly. And people were amazed. Exactly. And they believed. And so my, I guess... One of the things, if I don't say nothing else on this podcast with you, is I really want to emphasize, because people said that to me. They would come up to me and say, and it would be preachers, some of them, you know, yeah. and they would say, I don't have that testimony. I don't have that testimony. And they don't know how it made me feel when they said that, because in my heart, I felt so disappointed because I didn't want them to see me. Right. I wanted them to see what Christ. God had done. Right. In me. In you. Because all of us are capable of that terrible sin. Right. It is, again, based on a choice and a decision. Right. Because God created us in the beginning with free will. Right. So he knew that in our salvation, we were not going to get it right. Right. He knew that. Right. But it doesn't give us an excuse, as Paul say, although I have liberty to do all things, if it don't bring glory to Christ, then I don't do it. Then you don't mess with it. Then I don't do it. Right. And that's good thinking. That is good thinking. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's putting Jesus in the forefront before every decision. Will this bring glory to God? Right. Will this choice bring glory to God? Will it honor him? Will it bring others to him? And if the answer is yes, move forward. If the answer is, well, I'm not really sure it would, then go back and think it over. And think it over. Yeah, and don't and, take that choice. Right. And 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 I and I and I, you know, I got a little nine-year-old, my little Hannah. You know yes. my little Hannah. <laughs> she's precious. Yeah, she's not mad. I tell people, but she is mine. <laughs> she's yeah, yours, she's yeah. Mine. She is mine. I've been with her since she was three. Yeah. She is so smart. Went down there yesterday, had her, uh, we went to I see her. Dad, before we pass, you yes. always, when she was little, take her to the Waffle House. Oh, you know, my yeah. Nancy can't stand the Waffle House. Oh, Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> but my little Hannah loves that Waffle House, boy. So I went down there and got her and took her down there uh, just to hang out with her because sometimes she spends the weekend with her. But, you know, uh, when I when I, when I I talk with her, you know, she asked me, she's, she said, she asked me to get her something one day. And I said, what make you think? I, she said, well, you said God put you in my life to take care of me and protect me, didn't you? And I said, you know what, sweetheart? He sure did. <laughs> she's, a, she's a carnal, though. But yeah. So look at that, Ernest. Look at that, how God made you new. He made you yeah. a new creation. He wooed you. He taught you. He brought you out of... Um, brought you out of prison. He brought you back to life because he had these purposes and plans for you. And you've been obedient to that call. And some people may say, well, God doesn't have that call for me. God's got yes, a call for all of us. Yes, exactly. He He's got yes, a call for all of us. The question is, will you be obedient? Mm -hmm. Will you be obedient? Will you be obedient with the first small step? And when you do that, it's another step. And, another, and he takes you on this incredible adventure 
as long as we keep our eye and focus on him. You know, I learned something, uh, I tell you, and I'll show you how the grace of God really works in my testimony. I tell you, I teach this summer camp now. And so I'm, I'm dealing with kids from 12 years old down to five or six. Uh -huh. uh, and so if you can imagine 15 or 20 of them all at one time, especially five and six, some of the tools that they use, all of them actually are four feet bigger than they are. <laughs> and there's weeds growing all over in this garden. And so we were able to speak to them. We took some old dead plants. They weren't dead. They were dying in right. very, very dire need of some care and be put in the ground. Well, that was five weeks ago. If you go over there to that hunter's garden right now and you see all the work that those kids done collectively together. Wow. And the patience of watching it grow and nurture and watching that garden grow. God showed me that that is the picture of how we are supposed to grow in him. See, one group pulled the weeds out. Uh -huh. One group planted the supposedly dead plants. Right. One group spread a little mulch here, spread a little mulch here. Another group spread mulch on the pathway. Now you have the flowers are blooming, the tomatoes are coming up. And, you know, yes. that first group, unless their parents bring them back, won't get to see the fruits of their labor of how that ugly place now has a beauty. So I told uh, Miss oh, Nancy, I said, you need to take a picture yes. and send it, email it to the parents who kids were here. The very first week. So that they can see that what they thought was insignificant and they weren't doing anything right. made a tremendous difference. Wow. The testimony that God gives us, no matter who we are, right? if we're in God, he's given us a testimony and we may not see the fruits of it. That's okay. That's all right. But you need to tell somebody. Tell somebody. About Jesus. Right. Tell it. Plant it. Because you plant never know. Pull up a weed. You never know. Water. The Bible says... One man plants, one man water, God gives it to increase. Amen. It's not my responsibility. Amen. All I'm required to do is to tell somebody. Tell somebody. About somebody. Ah, I love it. I told you that, script, that, that sermon we did over there were called Who Wow. <laughs> they say, what? I say, who, what, and how? Who am I? What is my purpose? How am I going to accomplish it? And God's going to tell you. Amen. And it's right there in the Word. It's right there in the Word of God. It's right there in the Word of God. Well, Ernest, <laughs> I am so grateful that you came here today. And I'm so grateful we've been able to spend time talking about God's Word today and seeing how God has moved in your life, how God has made you do, how He has given you the direction to go yeah. because you've kept your eye focused on Him. And for those out there who are listening today, if you are feeling lost or alone or you feel like you've made a bad choice and you can't come back from it, Ernest and I are here to tell you because I've made my own fair share of bad choices. Amen. Ernest and I are here to tell you, you can come back. You go back to the Lord. And let me tell you something if I can about you. Yes, go. Uh, but but it, I remember in 19, what was it? It was two, uh, 1999. That's when it was. April that I committed that crime. Uh -huh. I'd been at Weddington for three and a half years. 
you and Dean had gotten married and you <laughs> had a miscarriage. Yeah. And then and then I had did some work for you, uh, uh for the guy you worked for up there. Oh uh, yes. Uh what was his uh, name? Uh Fox. What no, his name was uh he was a dean. No, he wasn't a dean. He was a uh, Gene Vaughn. Gene was Vaughn. it Gene Vaughn? It was Gene Vaughn. Yeah, Gene Vaughn. And I remember I did that work. That was the last time I saw you uh-huh. before I went back to prison. Uh-huh. And when I got out, <laughs> and I remember I've been out three, four years, and we were somewhere in the church and you were doing something. And I said, hold up. <laughs> and then they say, Oh, you didn't say you won't go to rescue mission with us. Yeah, let me go to rescue mission. And then you preached the sermon. I was like, wait a minute. Because <laughs> I'll be honest with you now. I thought that was going to be Dean, right? Right, doing the preaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I saw, I said, Lord, have mercy. Look at my sister. <laughs> <laughs> See, God can use all of us, can't he? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. That was because I never thought that you were that person that could open up and. Because you, know, you were always, you know, yes, I so wasn't. reserved. I wasn't. I was very reserved and quiet. Never thought anybody wanted to listen to a single I word I said. I knew you loved the Lord, but I did not know you had. Well, That's I'm, the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit. When we go and preach in, the Holy Spirit, of course, takes over and speaks through me. I know it. You know it. You've seen it. I've seen it in testimony. you. And you've seen it in me. That's the truth. Yeah. But it's just being obedient to that call, to step out in faith. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to speak to these uh, to these men at Charlotte Rescue Mission about like, who am I to go speak to them? But God gave me the words to speak you to are, those men. He connected right. me to them. That's right. And that's what we have to take ownership of. Who am I? I'm a child of God. Who am I? I'm a servant of the Lord. Who am I? I'm a voice that will not be quiet. And <laughs> John say a voice in the wilderness. See? That's what we are. That's what we are. That's and we just we keep are. going. Yes. One step at a time, being yeah. obedient to Christ, being made new in Christ, believing it. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. We got to believe that we're made new in Christ, that we're new creations. The old is gone. The new has come. God gives us the words to speak as we need them. And that's why I try to talk so much because I don't want nobody to go through what I went through, Lord. Amen. I know. Me too. Me Not too. Not to find Jesus. Amen. We got, well, Jesus is pursuing everybody is. out there. He wants everybody to come to know him. He does. And so that's why it's so important for us to keep going and keep sharing that message. We're all important. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Ernest, thank you so much for being here today. We love you. We're going to continue to pray for you in this ministry yeah. this weekend as you go. Oh, goodness. Thank you so much, Ernest. And thank you again for everybody listening today. Stay tuned uh, for next week's message. But this week was a doozy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Amen.